What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the podcast. Hello, how are you today? I'm your host, Mitch Corbett, and we got another great guest this week for you guys. I usually say that we come out on Mondays, but real life stuff always gets in the way of trying to release podcasts on time. So I am sorry for that. Uh, this one's coming to you on a Wednesday, but we have a great guest. His name is Dan Summerhays. Dan is an awesome guy. He uh, we uh, he uh, he decided this year or last year, I guess, uh, to go out on his own and create his own business, uh, which is Taylor's from the Grill, which is a, a burger pop up shop uh, in and around London, Ontario. Now, <clears throat> fun fact about Dan is I actually went to college with his brother Brian, and uh, when I my wife and I moved to London, uh, we went to a brewery called Forker Brewery, and Dan was working there. And we recognized well, he recognized me at first, and then you know there was some back and forth and then he realized that I was friends with Brian and it's it's a small world guys uh it really is sometimes and so we started chatting and then uh from Fork River Brewery he decided to leave and start his own burger joint um pop-up uh called Tales from the Grill which you know I love burgers and I gotta say these are some actually phenomenal burgers um and they have a cool little thing where they show old VHS tapes of movies um while they're making the burgers and every burger is uh actually named after an old serve of uh film from back in the day so it's a really unique concept really cool concept and the burgers are delicious and I want to get Dan on the podcast talking about all that and his decision to kind of like venture on his own and like be his own man and you know do the damn thing. So let's get to the conversation with Mr. Dan Summers. Oh man, everything's going. So, did you, uh, you didn't go to Niagara College, did you? No, that was Brian. I was wondering if you guys went together or something. Like that. Uh, nope. the one time I went to a party, the party had the old uh oh wheel in it downstairs. Uh oh wheel. Oh, the uh, like from, okay, for a second, I was like, it took me a second there. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I ever saw your, uh, I don't think I ever, maybe the day I moved Brian in, I saw his place. I did not see an uh-oh wheel. No, this is like a party having like second year or something like that. I was just like, I was oh, like, oh my God, it's, I, it was the actual wheel from the goddamn show. I was like, a flash a flood of childhood memories watching this show huh. and the partners getting gooed and everything like that right on man i wish i said that <laughs> i love how like it, like if you were watching this and i see your background they're like why is there a, a man choking a woman in the background but then it's like oh no that's the poster for evil dead or a blanket oh, of the evil dead yes. <laughs> evil dead blanket <laughs> yeah there i knew exactly what it was <laughs> good eye thank you I like that. Uh, that movie, that series is fantastic. The uh, I watched up until like the third season of the TV show, and then it kind of just kind of like lost me a little bit. Yeah, I think there were were there three. Uh, there were either three or four seasons. Yeah, but, it started uh, off real good. I was pretty into it right to the end. How was the Sorry. ending? Huh? How was I the mean, ending? It's all right. I wish it never ended. I, I loved that show. <laughs> no, but how, I mean, like, I, I did see the ending where, like, I think what lost me was that, like, they're dating too much into, like, this, like, uh, I think too many people were turning and stuff. Like, it's, I don't know. Maybe it was on ships. I don't know. I, I can't honestly remember if it was, like, a closed ending or an open ending or what in case it was going to keep going. But uh, I remember it, they were in the, they, he ended up being in the future of some sort for some reason. I'm going to have to watch it all again. I don't even remember this. <laughs> Did I see it all? Now I'm wondering if I've seen it all. Yeah, he wakes up from a crime. He, 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 like he wakes up and he's in the future for some reason. I'm going to have to remind. It's been a few years since it ended. I'm going to have yeah. to remind. Me I'm Army, of, Army of Darkness is to this day one of my favorite movies. I can laugh out loud to that movie consistently. Yeah, I um, I saw... Evil Dead 2 first in, uh, of all places, I saw part of it in English class. In like grade six, our teacher showed us a scene from it for something in our, in our English class. And I think it was English. And it was the part in Evil Dead 2 when his hand gets- um, Chopped off? Uh, possessed. Or uh, possessed, okay. It was probably an acting thing, showing like the how you can act, yeah. but like 
and I thought it was the most brilliant thing I'd ever seen. <laughs> and I needed to see more. And I remember asked, I remember I, I asked him, like, what is what is this movie? And I went straight to Blockbuster after school. And they only had Army of Darkness, which oh. I was told was the third one. So I rented it. Technically, the se- technically only the second one. Technically, well, Evil Dead of. Two is like the first like remake it's of an original film. I think the first, which um, yeah, fair enough. And I remember the blockbuster guy. I brought it up. I'm a kid, and he's like, he just kind of looked at me, and he's like, "This is one of the best movies ever made. Good choice." And I was like, <laughs> so grinny. I'm like. Goddamn right, I'm onto something here. And then uh, I don't know how I saw one and the rest of two, but I went straight there. I, so technically, I saw all of Army of Darkness before I saw the predecessors. So you mentioned how there was the hand, uh, the hand uh, scene, right? Um, I've been listening a lot to uh, Frey Prince Jr.'s wrestling podcast and how he was doing uh, acting classes for the wrestlers and everything. And he always brought up the one scene from uh, Liar Liar with Jim Carrey, where he was trying to write the pen that the pen is uh, uh, blue. And he's like, that was a, a masterclass in acting because you, you see him like acting with his hand and acting with his visual his face. And it's like, and I had to go back and watch the scene on YouTube. I'm like, oh, fuck, it is pretty fantastic how he's able to incorporate the two elements there. Oh, yeah. It's genius. The uh, Again, another movie I haven't seen in forever, but yeah, he's... It was, he was, it was, yeah, it's very similar, I guess, like that there's something about being able to <laughs> operate your hand as if it's a separate part of your body, as if right? it's a, a separate character. And yeah, the pen is blue bit. That's because uh, usually as a man, our brains are in only two places. So it's weird to be able to put the brain in another place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to see Liar Liar again. <laughs> all right so i think this is a probably good uh jumping off point to get into it. uh dan Summerhays, thank you for being on the podcast hello how are you say um you your business is tales from the grill um which i think it, this is a perfect jumping off point because like we were talking about uh, army of darkness evil dead um and your logo is very artsy in terms of like old filmatic uh sort of thing and you're always showing old vhs's while you're making your burgers and everything so where does this love of uh, old school film and vhs come from uh where does that love come from um i spent a lot of time as a kid watching watching movies i didn't have a lot of friends i just watched movies all the time and uh i still watch movies a lot i have a few more friends <laughs> kids, so i, I have a fiance so she counts as one yeah. <laughs> but um i don't know i've just always i i want my my parents taped everything off television for me and i had a big collection of movies recorded off city tv and uh <laughs> including red shoe diaries yeah yeah at midnight <laughs> say tv after 12 o'clock <laughs> they don't know those ones and uh then, you know once i was able to start to, you know my first job and made money all of my money went towards movies too and i've just always been into to movies and so naturally it's just <laughs> something that became part of what i'm trying i'm always trying to figure out how to involve what i love outside of work into my work okay and but like so movies seem to have influenced you quite a bit like how have they influenced you in your like everyday life not outside of like you know the the yeah the 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 burger joint like do you is like is that how you socialize with people because i know for a period of time i was just like the only way i could socialize people would be from uh, quoting films or tv shows sort of thing yeah, I'd, uh, I'd say that, yeah, it's always kind of been me. I'm a movie quoter. So is my whole, my, all my brothers are all movie quoters and movie watchers. And uh, I, I've never, I don't like sports. I don't watch sports. Uh, most people my whole life want to talk about sports. I see you like sports. Hey, I, like- I don't know sports. Yeah. So like, I'm one of those weird guys who like, you know, I, I like a little bit of everything, like television, film, sports, anime, wrestling, 
um, mm -hmm. art, theater. Um, <laughs> like, I, I, I'm, I, I'm interested in everything and anything, really. Like, if you, like, I'll, I'm always up for like watching something new just to see if it's gonna pique my interest or thing. That's fair enough. I, I'm the same way with TV and music, especially music. I don't, I don't have a favorite genre or band. Like, I'm, I'm all over the, the place with music. But uh, sports are just uh, never. It's never one one of the things I've just I've I've been into, and and ever and and <laughs> it's the one thing I can't converse with anybody about. And uh, I think most people. I feel like growing up, most of the time I'd be out with people. They'd talk sports, and I'd be the guy talking movies and quoting The Evil Dead. And people sitting around looking at me like they don't know what I'm talking about. Well, well, in that case, I think sports are like one of those things where like it's so relevant because it's happening in the here and now sort of thing. So it's like a very relevant conversation that you can have, like cooler talk sort of thing, right? Oh, we just see them in the game yesterday. Whereas not everyone's gonna go and see, you know, a movie every day or every weekend sort of thing and like see that that's why my cooler talk was going to the video store and talking to the people who work there and irritating them and uh that, that that's where i'd find my cooler talk was, was... it's fa it's fascinating to me that like i was such a big fan of movies and film i actually call them films i don't call them movies that's how weird i am like i i applied multiple times to the uh the film store that was in uh welland where i went to college and they never hired me. I was like, I have, I, on my resume, it says currently in school for film and television. Can you please give me a job so I can watch movies all day? Same. I could never get a job. I could never get a job um, until, geez, long after I'd already gone to college. Uh, I moved out to London to go to college. I worked, I uh, lived in London for a few years. I went back to Woodstock and lived with my parents for a little while in between there. And I managed to get a video store job while I was living with my parents again after college. But before that, I must have applied to Blockbuster Video a dozen times. And they and I knew movies and I knew it all. And I always felt like, just just interview me. You're going to see that I know. I know because <laughs> that's what I really wanted to do. Like when I was a kid, well, you know, into my 20s until video stores died all i actually really wanted to do was just work in a video store like manage a video store the rest of my life and just talk about movies um which would make sense why <laughs> now i'm trying something you know burgers now i'm trying something that that there's a business in and it's like how do i bring movies into that so i can talk movies with people and it actually works <laughs> i put on movies on the va on the on the uh the vcr and yeah i think you're talking to me like a video store again i think your setup is so like it's so fresh like it's not it's to, so like it's fresh and it's new but it's using all old equipment <laughs> you, you got the big smallish big tube uh television you got the vcr plugged in you got a line of vhs's ready to play your burgers are all like movie centric styles for the burgers. It's really cool. I really, really enjoy it. Um, I had really good feedback. People love the, seem to like the uh, nostalgia. The vibe we've got going, the nostalgia and the vibe, and just like that was kind of when I making burgers was never not was never the the main idea. Honestly, the thing that made me kind of fall in love with the idea. Of just opening a little burger thing was the the movie part of it i started putting together these like the names for the burgers and i was like i'm telling my uh my fiance now yeah um congratulations by the way thank you that uh that i'm bringing you know i'm lugging this tv with me back and forth and the vcr we're going to be doing that i don't care if we got to take two trips to get everything there because that was 50 percent of it like without it i'm just making hamburgers but part of it is that that's a major part of it i just i i there's nothing without that <laughs> it's too fun so i want to talk a little bit more i i want to get into the burger talk and everything too but i want to talk a little bit more about more film because as you mentioned you used to hang out at the video store to kind of always like um chat with you. what is like the oddest 
best film that uh, a retail clerk out of the video store has recommended you? Oh, geez. The weirdest film that... Weirdest best film, not weirdest as in weird, but like the best like out there outlandish film. I mean, besides where we were talking about Army of Dark, I mean, I went in there to find any Evil Dead movie I could when I hadn't seen Army of Darkness and that's definitely probably the weirdest. But I mean, from there, talking horror and stuff, um, probably Dead Alive shortly after that because then, have you seen Dead Alive? It's also is called that, called Brain Dead. Is that the one Peter where they, is that one the one that, where they crash so they get the afterlife and come back to life sort of thing? No, it's kind of, it's sort of Evil Dead. Like, okay. um, it's, it's by Peter Jackson. It's from, it's from New Zealand. And, but it takes place in a house and there's zombies the same kind of way. God, it's, I don't know how to explain Dead Alive. <laughs> Besides it, because it always gets related to that Evil Dead comedy horror kind of thing it's very similar different story but uh it's like not out in the woods but um i think it was born out of that i always saw the vhs cover sitting and i never and it's like this uh it's this woman and she's like stretching her mouth open and there's like a skull peeking out of the mouth and it, i i never really like i'd pick it up and i didn't and uh, from what I remember, I was picking it up one day while I'm chatting and they're like, have you seen that? And we're taught, we're always talking horror and they're said like, it's not really horror, like it's horror, but it's not scary. It's evil dead comic comical. And it's, uh, now talking about it. I'm like, oh, I need to watch that again. I haven't seen it in a while. So like, it, it, do, so like, do you feel like with like, I feel we're on the same page here in terms of like, I miss those days where like you could see the cover of a film be like, I don't know nothing about this movie, but just based on the the box alone, I'm gonna give this mm -hmm. a shot. Cause I've done that with so many films in my life. And more often than not, not a bad way to go about picking movies. <laughs> I'm gonna one second. I'm gonna grab <laughs> two here. This this couple here I picked specifically. For the covers, here we go. So we got we got Troll Two. Okay. You ever seen yeah. Troll or Troll Two? I know I know of this series and I've seen clips. It looks very over the top and ridiculous. Troll Two has nothing to do with Troll. Um, I was won over completely by the cover art. I remember. Uh. I just saw it on the, I was with the, my dad at the video store. And I think actually what, what uh, got me was the kid on the cover. Uh, I had the exact same pajamas and I was like, <laughs> I need to see this. This kid's not in the movie. The pajamas aren't in the movie. Uh, trolls aren't actually in the movie. Um, goblins are, but uh, that's, that's one. And I remember that same blockbuster uh, death machine. And oh, I know. I recognize that those covers, though. But I know I was never a horror fan growing up, so I don't yeah. know any of these. This, I mean, it just it. I think it was kind of trying to ape off a Nightmare on Elm Street with the. I mean, there is a thing in the movie with yeah. this kind of claw, but uh, I I had no idea what it was about. It just looked like Freddy Krueger claws, <laughs> and that was just a cover I must have seen a hundred times until I was finally old enough to rent it. Like, so you seem to be like more of a horror genre fan of them. Is that true? Yes, to a degree. I like all movies and films. I like anything, especially things, anything from the, I'll watch anything from the 90s from my childhood over and over again. Right? Because I'm wondering, like, have you, have, you, have you ever tried that uh, Shudder uh, streaming service? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have Shudder. Yeah, my wife tried it and like some of the films that she was watching, I was like, what, what is this that's on your TV right now? Yeah, they've got some, especially the stuff that they produce um, uh, just for the channel. I don't know, I don't want, I'll use it mostly to watch old things or I'll watch uh, uh, 
things I wouldn't normally watch while watching Joe Bob Briggs talk about it. But I don't know. Some of the I, I'm not like I've never been uh, about gore so yeah. much. Like yeah, I don't. I don't I, I'm not all about um, things like Saw. Like I can appreciate the first Saw for what yeah. it is, but the rest as you go on, it's just about how bloody and i just i i don't find that entertaining <laughs> um and i find most of the thing maybe not most things but a lot of the stuff on shutter i don't know uh it's got to have a good there, there's one thing i think they're they're promoting it on shutter right now it's a horror movie called the invitation it's one of my favorite horror you'd probably call the horror film and it's it's very psychological it's a very slow burn it's not just blood and guts mm -hmm. and uh so that was a bit that's a bit of a turn like I gl I'm glad they're kind of highlighting stuff like that a little more yeah I like Shudder I like Shudder so, right. so like I I love I'm not a huge fan of horror because like I am very much a pussy and don't like being scared like I remember being watching the very first Blair Witch and being terrified because I always had to walk through the woods to get to my high school and then as soon as that movie started out guess what people started making and putting in the freaking trees i was like you motherfuckers like, how, how are you doing this to me i vaguely recall that i vaguely recall seeing that stuff more often out and about yeah <laughs> after that movie but like i i love like i love comedy obviously you know me as a comedian and a, a producer um but i love when the horror comedy genre is mixed together like one of my favorite movies is uh tucker and dale versus evil i think that has a classic yeah. classic movie Brilliant. <laughs> so funny and there's a one that's come out recently that i uh it, it was i think it might have been a, a shutter exclusive but i haven't watched it but like uh it's about that this purple alien warlord guy and the oh uh, uh psycho gorman that's the I one just, yeah i just watched that a couple weeks ago i knew nothing about it and i kept seeing it so popular and i didn't i don't know it was i had no idea what the premise was and i ignored it for a long time until chronicle brewing i think they're in markham or something um made a beer three beers based on psycho gorman and did up this seriously fancy oh my god yeah. i gotta go markham and i was like i think i have to now it's showing up in my beer i think i have to see what <laughs> this is about and i watched it and it's great <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really, really awesome i got it's I got really funny it. and yes so that is one you need to get on man Oh, we, yeah. uh, we we have a we uh, my wife and I have a uh, a couple's date night planned for next weekend so maybe I'll pop that on and we can watch that one I think that's probably a good it's, date movie great it's great I did not expect it to be uh, I it's good if you like comedy horror now I want to watch it again every time I talk <laughs> movies I gotta watch that again no it's no I'm the same way I mean like it's I I'm I like going back and watching the classic stuff because like it's so like we're in 2022 now in terms of film television and like just how it's evolved. Like if, if there is could be like, I would love like, I would love like Spielberg or Scorsese did like a, a timeline movie watch sort of thing, like picking a movie from each uh, decade, like, and they slowly watch it, how it evolves and change. I think that'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'd go to the, yeah. I'd go to the theater for watch that, to watch that uh, film experience. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, I've, and it's not just, yeah, like you said earlier, it's, I think I have the most love for horror, but, um, but I love, yeah, no, like I, I'll pick up any, comedy too, same with TV, you know, you're talking about TV, I, 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 I just do a lot of watching, just before we got on here, I was watching for like the sixth time, have you seen on Netflix, um, I think you should leave? No, you're you a comedian? I think you should leave. No, I know it. Is that a special or a TV show? It's a TV show. They each see there's two seasons and each they're like it's like six episodes per season. And it's like absurdist. Uh oh, this sketch, the sketch show with the guy. Yes, okay, yes, I have seen it. Yes. I and now I've and now I've got a Auntie Donna's big old house of fun. Those oh, guys that's are great. Great. See, I've seen that one. I I, I I watched Auntie Donna's because it was so over the top and so ridiculous. I, I laughed my ass off during that one. Um, yeah, I think you should leave. Yes, I I think I'm halfway through the second season and then life just got too busy and I haven't actually got back up with it. Fair enough, man. 
Now, the reason why I want to have you on this podcast is because like you've done something that's so ballsy and insane is that you've created this, your own business after uh, and just like after, I knew you were working at Fork River Brewery and then all of a sudden you were gone and I was asking where is Dan? <laughs> and it's like, oh, he went and started his own burger joint. I'm like, what? <laughs> and I, was like, I thought he was more of a beer guy than a burger guy, but I was like, I, I, it's so cool that you're actually doing it and you're you're having fun and being successful with it. So how did that mind shift change from, you know, instead of like being the employee, you want to be the owner slash employee slash CEO slash president slash workhorse sort of thing. I'll try to condense as much as I can. I worked in the same uh, career for 10 years in loss prevention, retail loss prevention. I had maybe four or five years in there that I really liked. Um, it was the longest job I've ever held. Um, I made good money. And I, by, by the time I left, I hated it. I hated, hated, hated it. Um, and I left specifically to go find something for myself to do. Um, I really got, uh, I think I think for a long time, I wanted to do something, try to be self, um, self-propelled and, self and find something self-employed and just uh, be able to make money myself a bit. And um, so it began like three years ago when I left loss prevention and I went to school for a little bit for graphic design because in my spare time, I like that drawing and designing. And I do, you know, the design for my own, um, for the burger thing now. Oh, you do it uh, yourself? Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, and so I was in school after that for a bit. And uh, shortly, at, and I got, I, I apply, we, we always drink beer. We're always out. And I just, I went, it was at Forked River one day and uh, the former manager there said something about their, you know, she's the only one there. They're trying to find somebody else. And I'm like, I'll work here. And she called me a couple days later and then I interviewed, then I was hired there. Um, so I, it was never meant to be like forever. Uh, I like beer and I liked working there and it was a job where everybody's happy because nobody's unhappy when they're out drinking beers but I always intended to 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 leave at some point so during that I had started another little small business uh printing t-shirts printing clothing um I did some uh did some shirts for Odyssey Records uh for the hot sauce company I've designed some of my own and sell them online, but I just wasn't making much money doing it. Uh, I kind of started right at the beginning of COVID and there were less and less people who needed merch and shirts and people to buy shirts from me. So I saw a lot of people coming and going at Fork River. I got to know a lot of the food people, seeing what they're doing, getting to talk to them about how they do it. Um, and kind of the key person there was Kyle from Kyle's Fried Chicken, who I just kind of started picking the brain of because I was just starting to think I could do that. That would be fun. And uh, so then I started working the gears on like what even that would be. And then that's where I was starting to go like, well, if I married that idea with my love of movies, I could have kind of a cool little thing going on there and try that. You know, we ran the numbers. My fiance ran the numbers rather because she's good at that stuff. And I worked on a couple dozen different types of burgers until I was cool with a menu and gave them the names. And so it was more or less the next thing to try to self-employ myself. Um, I liked my time at the brewery and whatnot, but it, with COVID and everything, it was just less and less hours. And, and it just felt like an opportune 
uh, moment to just kind of go for it. Thought I had a good idea. And so like you, you take the leap and like your first, uh, your first station was at Fork River, correct? Yeah. And so like, I mean, I can't, it can't be understated how, uh, how important it is to like be your experience as a bartender has helped you. Cause like, I feel like you've made those connections. Then now you're, you're in this location and this location and this location. And I'm, I'm, is that a lot of like interaction with people from the bar? Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I decided I could do the food thing because I liked and was good at, I think customer, like the, the service job at the bar. Um, I think people like me and <laughs> um, it was, it's fun serving people and they're just out having a good time and having beers with friends or family. So I knew it was just going to be more of that. It was just going to be my own product. And yeah, my first couple setups were at Fork River because it was kind of comfortable for one thing. Um, Cause I already knew the place. And uh, so I appreciated them kind of letting me set up first as kind of a little trial run. Um, and then Kyle kind of hooked me up at London Brewing and Storm Stayed Brewing because he knew them pretty well and away we went and I think the first time at one of the other breweries a little I, I, I it was it's mostly just I'm I'm a bit of a it's, it's my business now and I was just I think I think I just um if anything, I was just worried that I don't, I don't want to let anyone down. <laughs> like I wanted to do good um, with my own. Mom and dad with, are mom and dad are in Woodside. Like, oh god, he's a, he's in his thirties and he's starting his own business and he just got engaged. Like, our baby boy, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, well, they're used to it. They're used to me hopping from thing to thing. <laughs> it's kind of just like, what's next now? What's what's so this so now? It's this and. Um, yeah, but they're that's they've been very supportive and all that <laughs> do they do they like your burgers <laughs> oh yeah yeah they do um i get real i mean i i don't have a a, a culinary background i just thought i made good food and uh, she might be biased, but my fiance thinks I make good food and she was my burger tester for a while and um yeah that's right fatten her up so she can't leave what's that fatten her up so she can't leave yeah that's and, what i've done <laughs> and she, she's a runner she runs it all back off uh. and, uh, <laughs> and i've i've gotten such good feedback about like i i'm kind of I, I don't know i'm kind of surprised by how much some people seem to like the burgers like they really like them <laughs> well i think that might have to do something with the the place that you're in because you're in london right and london was home to uh relish burgers um i'm sure you know about that place right i don't relish you never, burgers. You never went to relish oh no man, man. <laughs> I haven't. okay do yourself a favor and look at their menu and see if you can steal anything from it <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> they, they, well, they're not in business anymore. So that's the the owner took off, and it was never to be uh, seen again. But they right. had some classic, classic. They were on um that uh, HGTV show. Uh, you got to eat here with the comedian dude. Oh yeah. Yeah, they were they were very like hole in the wall kind of burger place, and I think that's what you're kind of filling that void. Because like I mean, there's some burger spots in here, but like there's Burger Priest and works but like those are all chains there's no like heart and soul behind those you know entities whereas like when everyone walks up and sees your setup with the vhs tapes and the tv and like the homemade grill and everything i feel there's like a real like uh diy feel to it that people really appreciate and want to help out and support yeah one of the i think one of the ones that stood out to me in london was prince al's who recently closed you know prince albert's right why well, just moved to London, so I don't. I haven't. I haven't been able to see it. Oh, Prince Albert's, yes, the, on uh, right on uh, uh, Richmond Street there, downtown. Yes. Um, there, I think they were open like a couple decades, but they actually just closed. And they were by also choice. They closed by choice, though. That's they closed by choice, though. Yes, they were made that very clear. 
Um, but when it came to food pop-ups specifically, um, yeah, that was one of the, also the, one of the deciding factors because there aren't any burger ones. Um, the whole time I was working at Fort River, all the pop-up food people we had come and go. There were never hamburgers. There were a lot of tacos and sandwiches and chicken. And, and, and so it felt like there was kind of a void there that I can, I can sneak into. Um, and so, like, so wait, go ahead. No, no, I was just saying, yeah, no, I, I think I was right. Like people seem to have responded and said that, like said, when they're showing up at these places, like, oh, wow, burgers. I don't see those. Like they don't see them in this kind of a way, you know? And so, so like, but what, all right. So you mentioned how, like you saw tacos, you saw chickens or chicken, chicken <laughs> being cooked there. <laughs> what is it about a burger that you enjoy so much that you decide that was what you want to do? Cause you could have chosen any kind of food thing. You could have done fish. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think one of the, the main things is, I don't know. I don't know why I, yeah, I originally just kind of gravitated there because I like making them and I get experimental with them in my own time, but also there's so many different ways you can do them. And I had so many different ideas with the movie theme for the names and the toppings. Um, like I just, I don't just name them after, after like I was trying, I was thinking of like references to movies and I was like, how could I turn that into a burger? Um, just through the toppings where it looks like that's it, it's for that movie. Um, there's just so many ways you can, like not to knock other, I don't know, it just, uh, there's so many different kind of burgers. Like it, it could be never ending. Like I, I, I have a menu of six right now, plus a couple others that are just kind of specials uh, back and forth. But I have a laundry list of, of more that I, I'm trying and would like to try. Like if I had a full menu of all the movie references I've come up with and the toppings and the types of burgers, I have like 30 burgers, you know, like, and it's just, it seems like something where I can always be. Well, is that, is that kind of one of the reasons why you chose it? Cause like you mentioned before how like you've always kind of hopped around from job to job or item to item. Does that creativity and that uh, fluidity of having, you know, be able, be able to create different elements of the same thing keep you engaged with the business that you're doing right now? Yes. Um, like I said, I think if, if, if I wasn't kind of mixing my love of movies and culture and, uh, and you know, the nineties and retro stuff, I, I'd just be flipping burgers <laughs> and I don't, I don't want to just flip burgers. I, I love though the tying of the two together, like, especially you know I, I started right when it was starting to kind of get cold in the middle of covid but i wanted to get started now so i can kind of have a jumping off point here but i would love come the spring and summer to maybe host you know do some public setups not just at breweries and stuff and um host some movie nights in the park put up a screen and like that's a good birds. idea that's a real good yeah, idea have a couple other um uh pop-ups show and i'll come out uh and and create some of our own you know it's nice uh going to breweries and they got music and they got comedy nights they got things uh but i'd love to become someone who's hosting those things mm -hmm. and and having those themed <laughs> you know have a night where we're going to host a movie in the park and I got a burger named after it. And it's like a whole thing. Um, that's kind of the dream maybe come is, this summer. I mean, is, I mean, do you want to keep it as like a pop-up or is it, is like, that's one dream or is there no, uh, a greater goal of like having a spot where you can just have everything set up and have the projector running old movies and do the things from a singular location? Or do you like the ability to hop around because the new experience is new? new events i think or... i like i think i like the idea of of maybe the grandest scheme for it would be conversion to like a truck mm. but 
uh, having one location I wouldn't be in love with for that reason. I like the, uh, it's a lot of work lugging all that stuff um, from location. That's how you stay skinny, right? Because you're eating all your own products. Yeah. So that's why That's why you chose the big yep. TV and everything. I eat so many hamburgers now. Um, but I like that the scenery changes and being able to go different places kind of opens up that being able to, you know, not just maybe hosting our own things, but being able to take part in other people's things elsewhere. And it, it feels a little more communitized instead of just having your own spot where people either come to or you're not really connected to anything else in town. Um, I mean, I'm not, there are ways to do it, but I, I do like the idea of me choosing almost like on a weekly basis. Okay, where are we going today? And how, what are we going to do? And it's been, yeah, it's been very nice getting, uh, getting the lay of it with uh, show, go, going to breweries. But I have, just like the list of burgers, I have a list of things I'd love to try to uh, do with this. But it's I mean, all, again, if, if I was just flipping burgers, okay, I'm making burgers wherever. But it's, it's actually, I, I, I feel like this whole thing is 75% about the, the rest of it, about the, the movie culture and trying to figure out ways to to bring people out to enjoy <laughs> so let's let's talk about that then because i mean you mentioned that like you were thinking by names of burgers before you made the burgers yeah so like how do you how does that work exactly like how do you find that per perfect burger fit for that name like how much experimenting did you do how much weight did you gain <laughs> like what's yeah, the story uh a fair bit um yeah like for instance like quickest uh most and logical by, well, by saying weight gain you look great i'm just saying like if you're <laughs> if you're tasting your own product you are and it's a burger with a bun and like every, you're you're going to gain weight plus yeah. the gyms are closed so i mean <laughs> yes they are yeah um the the easiest example i get was like i don't have it yet i've been playing with it it's not done but I was like, okay, uh, what would be on a, a burger uh, referencing Jaws? Jaws, water, fish, shrimp, shrimp burger. And then I'd kind of go from there and I'm like, okay, what goes good on a shrimp burger? What go good, you know, what goes, or should I make it like a salmon burger with like a salmon patty? Or, you know, but it's gotta be kind of water themed. And you kind of, I start just kind of thinking like, how do you make a burger that's, a Jaws burger that you you know you see it's after named after Jaws and stuff like of course it's that um even the the peanut butter and bacon burger that started with <laughs> um the mushrooms the enoki mushrooms I put on it okay because that one is named after a horror a comedy horror movie called Night of the Creeps about uh alien worms and crawl in through your mouth and uh, go into your brain and you become a zombie. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do you put on a burger that would kind of almost feel, you got a mouthfeel of like wormy, worminess. <laughs> and enoki mushrooms are these long little, like wormy looking mushrooms. And it sounds, me describing this to you right now, you're like, oh great, next time I eat this, all I'm gonna be able to think about is worms while I'm eating this. <laughs> but that's where it started and I just kind of kept playing with from there what is the what is the what goes good with that where does it go from here and but it always started with the movie because <laughs> that's just where my yeah so like you're very inspired by films and everything like is it difficult to watch a movie with you because like you're like babe I gotta stop or I gotta stop because I have an idea for a burger I get to write it down no. I stay quiet. I just pull out my phone and make a note <laughs> if I think of something where, ooh, I could work this in somehow. Yeah, but it happens all the time. Yes. Oh man, I mean, like, I mean, I could probably rattle off a bunch of ideas for you, but like, that's not my place to do so because oh. there are so many genre films. There's so many movies. There's so many different genres. Yeah. There's, I mean. <laughs> It's not even just, see, that's my, right now it's manageable. Burgers are manageable in a pop-up setting. 
we don't do sides because it's just too much and the burgers are really big and most people say i don't even need a side but um i i you know with some leftover meat i'm like rolling it into meatballs i'm like oh my god maybe i could do meatballs too and i could name that because the first thing i thought when i looked at it i thought of gremlins or the little <laughs> mogwais when they freaking pop out they look like these little balls and i'm like oh i could freaking call them mogwais it's like mogwai meatballs and i always just i'm constantly <laughs> just reminded of movies and thinking of sides and like i could i could probably fill a restaurant but um so far all i'm really good at making is burgers so like with like you mentioned like you like cooking you like creating like what is the art of making the perfect burger in your opinion because i love cooking i love making i actually love making burgers from scratch and for the longest time i would um and i don't know why i did this but i would add an egg and breadcrumbs in my burger and i was like and then i watched like a, a cooking show on youtube and they weren't doing any of that they were just flattening the meat together i'm like and i did it i was like oh i've been doing it wrong the entire time <laughs> it was so embarrassing <laughs> yeah no i yeah, I make I make my own have my without saying what the like the recipe is on my No, I mean like the art of it. I'm talking about, like not the actual but like the yeah, art of no. making the burger, like how like it seems to be like very therapeutic for you, if that's correct. Like how, yeah, no. why why do you find it so fun? Well that's what I was gonna say is is that part is like the least inter the beef part is the least interesting part of me part of part of it for me it's when i start topping it with different things and kind of putting together like i i had a lot of um a lot of failures <laughs> before i realized what what goes best together and i came and i obviously came up with the menu but for me burgers for me were always more about i know some people will eat a burger whatever it is whatever's on it and the first thing they kind of taste is the beef. And a lot of people I've served, it comes up more than I thought. I thought where they ask about the beef and talking about the beef. Where's the beef? But for, yeah, <laughs> but for me. That's another classic retro <laughs> reference that is. you could use. Like poster. Um, but for me, whenever I tried, like I was always more about the toppings and everything together, how it all kind of comes together. And so that's kind of that. I think I feel like that's what I have the most fun with is like the first time for the first while, I literally just went to the grocery store and I got all kinds of stuff without really knowing what I was going to do yet. And just kind of tried things that I thought might and that was where the fun came I like I like I'm a kind of a perfectionist I like to do, even though Kristen could dress the burgers I like to dress the burgers after I cook them for everybody and the onions are on there perfectly and I've never like I I'm that way when I make food for myself at home and it's been interesting to like <laughs> without just gabbing on and on here I, I i go back to i've worked at subway twice and <laughs> at the time when i worked at subway i looked at this as a bad thing and i but i get complimented all the time on how well i make the sandwiches they're all, I, I evenly put all the meat on there. I put the right, you know, like, you know how sometimes you get a sandwich and they go to put the lettuce on and you got these empty areas on each end where there's no lettuce because they're just kind of throwing everything on. But I get complimented a lot, especially when I worked at the downtown, there was one downtown on Wellington. I'd serve a lot of people, drunk people from the bars at 1 a.m. And they just they they and and at the time I was like great so I'm good at making sandwiches like uh, amazing I've won at life, but now that I'm doing this for myself uh, with the burgers I'm actually realizing I kind of I'm like 
I'm good at this. I, I, I'm careful and I like this. Like it's perfect. Mm, send it out. That's where I find the, the therapy. So, and like, you obviously get to taste your own product before it goes out. Um, and you're probably a little bit biased, obviously, but like, what's been your biggest, uh, aha moment, uh, that you've had personally, uh, while taste testing your own burger and aha moment that, you know, a customer's had while eating one of your burgers. I think my, maybe my most, I had to say there's like an aha moment. It's just when I had my full menu all set up and I think one of the, I don't know, I, I was a bit, um, I don't know. I, I, I think I was, I was doubting my ability to make even more than two burgers well, where there would be something that somebody would enjoy all over. Like, cause I, I, I kind of wanted um, at least five on the menu. Some people are telling me that's too many. <laughs> um, but when I specifically uh, made the, there's a Goonies burger and I make this apple butter, apple pecan butter. And I've never put that on a hamburger before. Um, you taste it by itself and it's just so sweet, like, like jam or something. But I made this burger like completely normal. <laughs> like it was the way you, but I, then I slathered it in this apple butter and I thought it tasted so good. <laughs> And I'd never had a burger like that before with that kind of thing on it. And I was like, I know what I'm doing. I think I know what I'm doing. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like apple butter. Like I've never heard of that. It's it's one of the better sellers too. That one and the, the pineapple bacon burger. But I've had a pineapple burger before. But the, the apple bacon one is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and. I'm surprised at how well, because both of those are very sweet burgers. Um, but people like sweet on burgers. And yeah. but the apple butter, I think that's the one where when I'm tasting it, so like this is a good burger. And I don't, I don't like I and I kind of I think that was the one of the burgers where I was like, I I got this, I got this, keep going. Um when a customer well, I mean, no. let's 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 simplify it. Like your first day at Fork River, did you guys end up selling out your like what it was like the first time you sold out burgers? Like, how did you guys celebrate? Uh, the our best night. We when we first the first night we sold out, um, we were not necessarily expecting it, but again, like I was saying, Kyle of uh, Kyle's Fried Chicken kind of. Gave us a couple pointers like when we go there, bring this many. Uh, and up to that point, we only had okay nights. And I was a little, I wasn't sure how that, like it, it was, I think we did maybe, we did the Fork River ones. I think we'd done maybe like four setups. And then uh, I was, you know, I'm a new business. So I'm off to a slow, like it's, I, I have trouble not to, um, you're over you're overthinking it is what you're overthinking doing. it we just began here uh so we had a hell of a night and we had a lineup of 20 people as soon as we got there as soon as we're set up and we hadn't had a lineup before um it wasn't even necessarily that they were there for us it was just like ooh, this is a good spot and making them so quick in succession uh and getting such i think that did we celebrate i don't even know we celebrated we just we we got in the car that night um feeling went like, to watch the movie this is <laughs> this is this is real like we had such a good night and we sold out and i got nothing i have to put away when we get home um because we're out of we're out of food and it was just like it was such a good feeling of like we're not we're, we're we we got this we're 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 figuring this out like and you know now it's been a few months and we've had a few more nights like that 
Um, I'm kind of you, but that was, I think one of the nights when a customer is one of the, one of the owners at London Brewing, super nice dude. He just loves us. <laughs> and I love, <laughs> he's so into what we're doing that every time we're there, he walks on over and he's so excited that we're here. And he'll say like, he'll, he's, he's grabbed multiple business cards <laughs> and he's just always so gung-ho. He's like, oh my God, guys. I love your vibe so much. Like, oh, I wish you guys could be here all the time. And he's just so, he's so happy <laughs> and it makes us feel so good. And I think if there is an aha moment with a customer, it's him, it's, it's him because it's just like, I didn't think anybody, <laughs> I don't know, would be so happy that we're there. And it feels, again, it feels like something like, this is my own, this is my thing. And I'm doing something that's making somebody <laughs> besides me feel like this is uh, like, keep going. This is great. We love you. And uh, it's nice when you kind of are doing your own thing. You that get, get that kind of feedback. Yeah. And, that, that positive yeah. reinforcement that what you're doing is the right, the correct and right thing. Yes, that's exactly, that's exactly how I like, you know, he walks away and I, I just, I kind of feel like I'm doing the right, like I'm, I'm dad's proud of me. Yay. Yeah, man. <laughs> like it's, 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 yeah, no, it's like, um, I've had the same thing happen to me when I've done like a renewal vows videos while I worked on cruise ships and like, I made people cry, like legit like yeah. tears of joy streaming <laughs> on their faces. And it was like, it was such a weird thing. Cause like what I made was so it, it touched them on such an emotional level. Um, but then it made me realize like, oh yeah, no, I'm good at my job. I'm actually quite yeah. good at my job. And there's it's something a very rewarding thing feeling to have in your in yourself, I imagine. It is when you're especially when you're doing something on your like it's not the kind of thing where you have a boss breathing down your neck to tell you how I think that was one of the uh biggest as much as I liked working for a brewery and, and, and it, like it was always somebody else's and they have their own way of, they, of wanting to express them, their brand, their, what they do. And I, I could never block out my own ideas for like, if I had a brand, if I had something, how would I express that? How would I want that to be? And, um, so it's a and great it's so feeling. fun that you you're going to be able to continue to do that with like different burgers different locations you can probably mm -hmm. make you can probably make t-shirts and like you there's so many opportunities that you can do to like do all the things that you like doing but do it for yourself yeah yeah it um it oh i actually have <laughs> <laughs> i think you might have a t-shirt yeah have a, yeah it's a hoodie i got i got like a <laughs> like it's so dope yeah, what is that tales from the crypt keeper <laughs> yeah the, I, uh, with commissioned a, it? A, I commissioned a guy to do up the crypt keeper essentially tales from the grill the crypt keeper's face with a beer yeah, I, and a ninja turtle and a hamburger <laughs> a VHS, a ninja turtle and a beer and uh I just ordered one. It's a sample because I wanted to see how it would come together. But I'm already on that. I'm already thinking because I'm like, I gotta want to start wearing my own thing to the setups. Um, but that's such an ex it's it's yeah. That's probably my one of my favorite parts is when it's your own thing that people are that's making people happy. <laughs> um, even if it's just like I never until I had the idea to do this months before I started. If you told me a year ago that I was going to um, open a hamburger <laughs> uh, pop-up restaurant, I, 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 uh, but that's, I don't know, I guess that's the nature of me too. Like I never know what I'm going to do from point to point. Um, I, I never really have. I always just 
<laughs> fly by the sea of your own pants sort of thing. Yeah. Besides that eight, nine years insecurity. But I mean, even uh, that was kind of against that was that was a job that I got when I was expecting my first daughter. And I was like, I need to buckle down, get myself a job. I got kids to take care of now. And, and now they're getting older. Now I have two. And now they're getting older, getting a little more. I've gotten used to that. And it's like, OK, how do I? And, uh, I, I don't really need to just do something to live now. Like I, I continued to try to. But also like you're, 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 you're like, also think it's sort of like, like your, your kids. And I think a lot of people are finally realizing this is like, you don't want your kids to grow up seeing you be miserable. Cause then they'll think that that's normal. And that's what they should do when they're older. Like it's better to, exactly. it's better to go out on your own and like, struggle be positive be high but do something that you love so they're like oh no if dad can do it i can do it and you know you, you, if they find their own thing exactly i i had no love for that kind of work and if i were still doing that now i'd have no real stories to tell them you'd they'd still have, have no, no hair real... but you yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would just be my job um yeah. they've they haven't like with this uh i want my 10 year old probably this summer to start coming with and maybe she can uh run the point of sale a little bit and help yeah her dad yeah cuteness always and... helps sales for sure yeah <laughs> they uh, heck yeah um and yeah, make get get the kids uh get in the kitchen with you and make a kid's burger yeah man working with my kid a little bit could happen this summer you know like it's it's so much more fun and <laughs> it's kind of at the end of the day it's like one of those things where it's like well I'm, I'm i'm not just making hamburgers like it's um you know we're still very small and i just started in what like august yeah July? like less than august? six months maybe yeah so i'm still very new to it and and a lot of people still don't even know who we are but um i i i've had enough uh, uh setups now i've had enough uh feedback from people and nights of people gushing over the burgers where i i know that i'm on to something that's going to be fun and that there's a lot of ways to expand on and that my kids also can be can take part in too and yes like you were saying be kind of proud of like dad has his own business dad's not just uh just making a paycheck like you know it's it's a very fun idea to think that this might be it especially because i'm 37 and i've had uh this might be it ideas since i was like 17 <laughs> thinking like what oh i could do that and so I, it's never too late folks it's never too late yeah no that, that's so true when I first brought this up to my fiance, we were just in the car and I kind of brought it out of left field and I explained to her what I was thinking. I explained the burgers. I explained the the retro thing with bringing the VCR, blah, blah, blah. And not that she's not supportive about everything. She is so supportive about everything with me all the time. I love her. But she was, <laughs> she was actually like, it was surprising how much she was like, this is a really good idea. I really like this. I kind of want in on it. <laughs> like, I was not expect. I thought even she might be kind of like, okay, well, this is what's next. But she was just like, let's do that. And 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 so right from the start, I kind of had that reinforcement, like, this is cool. Go for it. And I think I've had enough of that up to this point uh, to really have a lot more confidence in it than I did then where it's just like, okay, like obviously COVID's still a thing. All my gigs got canceled for like two months. It sucks. Um, Take but, it from your house. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but the weather will turn again and things will get better again. And I got so many ideas and plans for the spring. Like I'm really looking forward to just like now kicking it into gear. Oh yeah. man, it's so it's so. There, you can I can physically and emo and like well, I can physically see a change in your demeanor from when you worked at the brewery 
to what you're doing now. So I'm so proud of you. I'm so happy for you and all your success and everything. Uh, we're going to wrap this up. Where can people find you on Instagram, Twitter, that sort of thing? Where can people uh, find you to look out for future dates and locations? I am just on Instagram, at Tales from the Grill. It's the only social media I like. <laughs> so... Because right the burgers look so pretty in photographs. <laughs> right? I'm a photographic guy. I got to take pictures of my tapes and all my setups. And um, So, at Tales from the Grill on Instagram. All right, perfect. Dan, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast. Thanks, buddy. Good to see you. Hope you're doing well. Yes, hopefully next time it can be in person while I'm enjoying one of your delicious beers. Yeah, yeah. See you hey, you know what? You know what? Next time you're, you're doing a pop-up, I'll bring you uh, something that I make food-wise. Uh, give you a little treat uh, from myself. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I do. You're not the only one that has some little uh, 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 intricate, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I I got some stuff. I I can do some weird things. Give me stuff. (laughs) I will. All right, man. Have a great night. Cheers. I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation with Dan. Like I said, cool dude. I mean, we talked a lot about, you know, the idea of like why and how he went on his own to make Tales from the Grill, but also a lot of film talk, which I am always a preferential to because I love uh, movies. Um, I should probably just start doing movie reviews on here, to be honest, um, but that'd be serious. stealing a lot of other people's gimmicks and I'm not one to do that. Um, if you want to reach out to Dan uh, and check out all the stuff that he's doing in London with the burgers and what he's showing, on the TV screen while he's doing his pop-up, uh, check out uh, at Tales from the Grill on Instagram. Um, that's that's it. That's it. That's the only social media handle there is Tales from the Grill. So uh, until next week, I'll see you guys down the line. Peace.